Hello there. This is another wonderful day where we have uh, now tell us the show where people come and tell us something maybe inspiring, something educative out there. And so I welcome each and every one of you who is watching and those who get to listen to uh, this episode once it's through on our uh, famous platforms, uh, Google Podcast, uh, iTunes, and all of them, name them. So today we have a great guest with us. He's a great guest who's all the way from Canada. And uh, he's going to cover the topic, work for yourself. If you have a question out there, ask us. If you're passing by, just leave us a comment and we'll appreciate that. So I'm not going to take one more minute here, but I'm going to invite to the show Robert Lodon. And I hope I got that right. Yeah, close. It's Loudon, <laughs> but that's great. But thanks oh, for Loudon. having me. Yeah, okay. Loudon. It's it's like loud on put together. Loud on. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's good. Um, yeah. I, I'm happy that you're here with us. Thank you for taking your time to be with us, to come and tell us. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. Happy yes. to be here. So you're all the way from London. I'm in Canada. Tell us about, uh, is that where you were born? How was it growing up? And we'd like to know a bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I am from, originally I'm from central Canada, uh, Manitoba, the province of Manitoba, near a town called Winnipeg. So I'm from like a very kind of remote, remote-ish area, um, like very small town, small, small. Uh, central Canada, kind of like farm, farmland. Um, yeah, so that's where I started. Now I'm in Toronto, which is like, as I'm sure you know, is the largest city in Canada. Um, and yeah, and then I, I guess to to go back to where I started, I'm uh, I'm a photographer. I started uh, my business up there, and I've just eventually uh, migrated out here to Toronto. Well, that I'll give you the short version first, and then we can kind of <laughs> delve deeper into that if that works okay. for you. Mm, that's good. So, and I have been uh, friends with the uh, people from Canada, and they they are always describing as if, I mean, from where they are born, they use that small, small <laughs> village. How how small? Ah, uh, like five houses. <laughs> five houses. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a name. The, the last time I talked to one of them, there's a name that you you call those small small places i mean we we will say village in my country but there's a yeah. name how, how do you call it it would it would still be a village something like that i don't mm -hmm. think it's even big enough to be a village it's mm -hmm. i don't know maybe a stop on the highway okay. <laughs> maybe it was from their place that they gave it a special name anyway yeah and and how what, what were the challenges that you faced when you were growing up in such a small setting yeah for sure it I don't know. It's just like small mindset and not, not a lot of opportunities. You kind of just worked for a company and that was your thing. Um, I found there, um, not a lot of creativity going on. I, I mean, there you're, you're around hardworking people, but I think everyone kind of has a path that's decided for them ahead of time. And I think like people like me don't really necessarily fit into that mold. And, uh, Unfortunately, I think it's kind of a, you just have to end up leaving or you stay and fall into that. I mean, everyone's different, but for me, that was my path. I mean, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, growing up, 
I mean, how, where did you attend school? I mean, did you have homeschooling in that? Uh, or was there a, a distant school that you had to go every time? Um, not too far. So I, I was like in a small elementary school um, called Oakville School. Um, there's about 200 kids, roughly K to nine, kindergarten to grade nine. Um, and then high school was larger, about the same three, 400 people yeah. in Portage of Prairie, which is larger. And then university from there, which would have been thousands in Winnipeg or whatever. All of them close to your village. I mean, from elementary to high school to university. Yeah. So school would have been about five miles um, with bus service. Not. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> and then high school would have been about half an hour drive away right. and then college like an hour, roughly. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Now, you're in photography, and for those who mm -hmm. are new here, who are listening for the first time, and Robert is internationally known for his uh, photography work. He's working with uh, great uh, companies of the world. Tell us, how did that start? Where was the, I mean, what inspired you? How, what was your first uh, instance to see that, oh, this is a, um, an area that I could make my career from? Yeah, for sure. I, I think I kind of actually fell into it in a way. Um, and the reason I say that is like, I started doing it probably like everyone kind of takes photos when they're a kid. Right. So like my generation, I think we've all been taking photos since we were like four years old or something. Right. Um, but for me, I got more serious into it, um, about my late teens. Um, and then just doing it for fun and stuff like that. And then eventually I worked some different jobs, went to college once and that didn't work out. Um, and then I just, I just got to the point where I was really kind of unhappy with where my life was going, not really having much future prospects. And I just kind of decided I was going to go back to university again. And then it just wasn't, wasn't working for me. And then I just decided I was going to do photography. Like I just, cause I, I just got to the point in my life where everything else had failed. And I figured, well, like, why not just try and do something I want to do with my life, right? Because for whatever reason, like, you kind of get stuck into that, like, small town mentality. You can't do anything different, you know, like, you're supposed to work at the factory and stuff like that. And then for me, I just, I just wasn't happy anymore. And I just decided I was just going to try because the worst thing I thought I could do was never try to do what I wanted with my life. And the funny thing is, is I decided I was going to go to school for it. So I changed schools and did that. Um, the course I took in college was about a year long. Um, I got the degree with that. And then uh, I came out of school and then just realized that there was absolutely no jobs for photographers. So I started a business three months later and I've just been pushing since then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was uh, curious, what were... I mean, what was the first degree that you were pursuing? Because I, is it, was it still in photography or is something, something else? Yeah, the first, I kind of dropped out a couple of times. So <laughs> more of a dropout, I guess you could say. Um, so um, the first time I was doing a, like a business degree in university and I was there for about two years, two and a half years. And then the second time I was going back, I was, considering trying to do a pre-med like a prerequisite before medical school 
And um, I just actually realized that I just can't memorize uh, anatomy at all. So I figured after the first year that this was a pretty dumb idea. Like I wasn't going to make it through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And then, then to the photography. Oh, okay. So photography was your bad thing that came into mind that you could take seriously. Now, many mm -hmm. of us along the, uh, among the, uh, this journey of life uh, face challenges. And so I can understand when you talk uh, about uh, going to uh, take a degree and then realizing, no, this is not my area and starting again and then realizing, no, this is still not my area. And there are many people who would give up on life and say, I'm done. I'm not going to try something else. What kept you moving? I think I just got to the point where you couldn't stop because for me like i think the photography should have been the first choice for me right from the start but Thank i just you. denied that that was a possible career i'm just i don't know i i'm different i'm just really motivated because i think like i think back on my life and i like for me like the greatest mistake you can make is to never try to do something mm -hmm. and for me that terrifies me like to wake up 40 years down the line and look back at my life and just say like like what have i done with this like what was mm -hmm. the point of any of it so for me it's just it's all just about pushing to see what i can do at this point like i've kind of knocked off a lot of achievements um so for me now it's just like i'm just gonna go as far as i can and it's just kind of the fun part of it but yeah that's what motivates me is the thought of wasting something or not trying or maybe not being deserving of something that mm. makes sense yeah i think it's mark twain who said that 20 years from now you're going not you are going to regret not of the things that you did but of the things that you didn't do those things that you would have i mean i'm paraphrasing these but those things that you would have wished to attempt but then you didn't take an action into them so i'm in agreement mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's funny, too, because I think and I'm guilty of this, too. It's like it's just as a human, it just seems like it's so easy to get stuck in our heads and not think we can do these things. And I mean, they're hard, but like life's hard. So you got to like try because sitting there not trying is devastating, I think. Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if I may ask, what were the first instances that you really saw and uh, I mean, you saw that this is sure going to be something that I'm pursuing. I mean, you got the first contract or you got the uh, first job to do. How was it that you realized, oh, this is what I have to keep doing? I think I was just motivated to never go back where I was. Mm -hmm. And that that was it for me. <laughs> what, what was the first job? Oh, the first job. If you, if you can remember. Uh I can remember, but some of them I can't mention by name because we have NDAs for yeah, commercials. Um, it's a good story, but I can't share it. I would, I'm just going to say it was a major, it was very major, and it was something that I wasn't expecting to happen. And it was one of these projects where it's confidential, so you can't say much about it. But it came out of left field to the point where I thought it was kind of a joke, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. And uh, yeah, and I got that contract. So that's... Sorry, that's very like uh, mysterious. <laughs> it's probably not giving your people mm -hmm. want to hear there. But, I, um, I, I yeah. can understand that because even myself, when I was getting started on podcasting, I was like, uh, can we maybe have a live show on Facebook or something like that? And oh, 
started like a joke and then I found myself that I'm doing uh, more serious things and now it's been a year where I have constantly done this uh, I have a book place uh, I mean book talk and then we have now these now tellers and we don't know where we're gonna end up uh, in the future so mm. uh, we have guests uh, watching us thank you very much uh, each and every one of you we have Kiala Sanchez Quiroz uh, I hope and uh, he's saying blessing thank you and each and every other person who's watching we thank you those who get to listen after we are through with this we thank you too and please remember to share this one with your friends because uh, Robert is telling us some good things now uh, about getting your equipment what was your first camera I mean how uh, after now now let's not let's not go back to when you started taking pictures in your young age but professionally when you decided oh i'm gonna do this professionally what was the first thing that you bought the first camera mm -hmm. professionally I, th I think i got like a nikon d700 was like the per professional first professional camera i had mm -hmm. um but i had film cameras before that too um that makes sense. I, I, I think I like I started kind of really using like one of those first little digital cameras before I was like true professional. Mm -hmm. And that kind of inspired me to get into shooting film more and more. And I shot like a lot of those old like 80s like film cameras are just like outstanding for photos. You can still take professional quality images on them. They're just uh, it's just films a little hard to work with now compared to what we have. But yeah, like the Nikon. D700 and then it's still to this day is still Nikon cameras. Mm, okay, so you would, uh, what would you tell to someone who is uh, thinking of uh, going into photography? I'd say just start. I know that that's so strange. Just it's, it's a career where you just need to do it. It's not something you can learn from books and you can learn from going to school. And like, I've definitely done that and done other things. Um, it's just something you got to do. Um, and I'm going to add a few things if that's cool to <laughs> into. Um, it is a very hard career to do. If you're starting out, it is very difficult. Um, it's very saturated with people, but the thing is with anything, if you want to do it and you want to do it bad enough, you'll figure it out and do it. So, if it's what you want to do, you should do it. And then the third thing I would say, and probably one of the most important things is in your photography, match that with other things you're good at. Like, don't just try to be a photographer. Like if you're good, good at sports or have a really good background in sports, like start shooting sports. Like if you, um, you do climbing, like photograph climbing or skiing or things like that, like follow your hobbies in that because you'll be instantly better a better photographer when you understand your subjects so like merge that into who you are and use all those experiences that you have to kind of make it in there mm. thank you and what has been your peak in the in your career what was what thing have you loved them um, i mean you've come to a level and you said oh yeah now this is good or you, you got a check that was surprised you oh did I get that? <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a few things. Like the bar just keeps moving, right? Like once you get somewhere, it just keeps moving. I, I, I think one of the biggest things is is being able to work more across the country and more diverse clients and things like that. I think that 
has been a major step um, for me. Uh, like just this month alone, I'm going to be gone for an entire month uh, before I come back home. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing recently that happened is like my wife was able to move on with us full time. So now we can travel together. And so I don't have to be away as much because she comes with me and the family's together. And that's that's been really nice for me. Like I, I love it instead of having to leave all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, sometimes like you get to a level where money stops being as important as you thought it was before. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Like the bar keeps raising. I could go through specific examples, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Uh, you do something that many people may not pay much attention to like photography because they are mm-hmm. i mean everybody takes photos every single day with their phones and uh, when we were growing up with small cameras and many would not think that it can be something that they can pursue but now robert is telling us that his fa- his wife joined him full time so he has to follow him wherever he's going to take pictures <laughs> Well, she doesn't. She doesn't have to follow me. <laughs> she, okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's my she can, Yeah, she can choose. Yeah, <laughs> she wants to come. <laughs> okay, I understand. Now, I, I, I was going through your YouTube channel, and uh, you've got some wonderful sceneries taken by a, 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 a some uh, drone, and it seems like. That could be very uh, expensive. Mach- I mean, uh, things that you use the the, the equipment. What mm-hmm. what has been your uh, most expensive equipment that you've bought for your job? Probably that. Probably the drone is probably the most expensive one. I think that one's about fourteen thousand um, dollars. That's pricey. Um, some of the stuff we like anything higher than that we usually just rent but like some of the stuff it's 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 shocking like some of the things combined could be right the price of a small house depending where you are not in toronto like the houses here are a million bucks but uh, in a lot of places you know so uh the drone's probably the most expensive wow so yeah well fourteen hundred i mean fourteen thousand bucks yeah for, yeah. uh, for an equipment now that's to everyone who's listening and uh, you're thinking of going into something, remember, there's a price to pay. <laughs> but uh, you've got to be, to be committed to, to do it because there are returns. Uh, if I, we can uh, learn here from Robert saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for sure too, like the thing is too, like I started with, like I started my business with like a hundred bucks. So like you can start small too and work your way up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can rent things like, the drone was a business that we had on the side that was growing and we saw a return in it. So it was a, it was a wise investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, for lots of new photographers, like you can get some old equipment, you can rent equipment as you need and you can go from there and things just, just build over time. Right. Like it's just, you just get to different levels and things build up too. So Mm. Don't go and spend $14,000 on a drone right off the hop, I'd say. <laughs> <Make sure laughs> especially, you especially if you haven't started on, I mean, it's t- something new that you want to attempt. attempt yeah, because yeah, 
I don't know if you, how you feel about it, but I always feel like everyone forgets that step one is to get a client, right? Like it's everyone goes like business cards and equipment and all these things, but step one is get a client and then you get everything else that comes. Okay, now that. tell us, how do you get uh, that first client or the first thing? How do you go about it? I think the best thing you can do is to put a website up. Like, I think it's probably the absolute best. Mm -hmm. um, you can network with families and friends and all of those things. And you might get some work that way, but it's never really going to grow your business to something that is sustainable because you can't just rely on your friends and family forever. Like only sure. so many of them need things only. You're only going to get so many clients. So I say get a website up ideally with a good portfolio of work. If you're a photographer, if you're like a plumber or anything, you, like you need a good website and then figure out where your clients are going to come from. So you can use social media. You can look at running small ads, Google ads, anything like that, figure out where they are, be there, have a place where they them come and then go from there. Mm, okay. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, so to everyone who's listening, just get started whatever you are with what you have, and then uh, keep growing, keep growing until you're at a place like Robert is where he says, oh yeah, I am moving, I am at a level that I can uh, feel comfortable. But I believe there's always that higher level that you want to go. What is your desire for the next coming years? Where do you want to reach with your photography? For sure, so we're trying to grow into more larger projects. Um, we work, we're lucky enough to work with so like quite a few like large companies as well. Um, and that gives us the opportunity to really do bigger, bigger and better projects. Um, so with the, the way we work too, like a lot of it too, is we have to kind of deal with like different immigration things and stuff like that. Um, I'm looking probably in the next few years to maybe set up a few more offices in different countries, just being able to operate within that, um, probably maybe Europe as well um things like that like for me like i and i don't say it because i want to like take over the world or something like that um for me i think i'm at the point where like i'm looking for like very rewarding projects or very rewarding things we can do where we get the most creativity and because i work in i work in these like niche areas i guess you'd say of photography mm -hmm. um you really want a widespread so to be able to work around the world and wherever you need just gives you access to do the fun different things and if that makes sense I, i'm not sure if i elaborated it does that. it does and you never know who's listening out there as we as you speak as we share this uh, episode you could be having someone who has a link because uh, someone told me that the person who has the opportunity you're looking for is connected to the uh, the friend of a friend of a friend or mm -hmm. it's uh, put this way someone you know who knows someone who knows another person who knows and who has what it is that you're looking for mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. definitely yeah. Mm -hmm. so uh we wish you all the best in everything that you are doing and uh, that your dreams become a reality as you keep pursuing them so if we have that person who is watching or who is listening, how can they reach to you if they are hearing that you're telling us some great things, they would want to see some of your work, how can they reach you? 
For sure. Um, just my website's usually the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just my name. Um, I'll spell it for you. So it's, it's uh, Robert, so R-O-B-E-R-T, Loudon, L-O-W-D-O-N.com. Oh, thank you. So yeah. all those who are tuned in, go to Robert Loudon. Loudon? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'll practice that. I'll practice. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's not that important. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you go there. Go and watch the beautiful photos there. The beautiful. And you can also watch the videos that he's done. And I believe you're going to like uh, whatever it is that he shared with us. Yes. Uh, we keep moving. And what has been now since you're, in, you're established, you have some dreams looking forward to. Uh, what challenges have you encountered and what, what do you think is preventing you from achieving the dreams that you have with you? Um, preventing? Um, I mean, like some of the stuff, like, I mean, I guess with a business, right, it's always difficult to understand like what's a, a wise investment and where to grow and from things like that. Um, that can be a little tricky at times um, to navigate where you're going. I, I think like sometimes too, like um, just the proper strategic planning is difficult. I know with COVID, it's been a really, really weird, weird time for businesses. I know for us, it's been strange, just absolutely strange. We obviously like when COVID came into Canada, like we had some of the hardest lockdowns in the world. Um, and it just, it turned off our business for about a year, almost completely. And then when we started to open, we actually got busier than we'd ever been before after that. And now we're in kind of a weird kind of maybe recession, but we're also very busy at the same time. So it's, it's very strange times, I guess. For yeah, that. it's oh. strange times. And um, yeah. like everyone else, I, I believe that. And, and this is different from a nine to five, although even the people who are working on a nine to five were very much influenced or affected during the COVID uh, time. But uh, in the business where you're working for yourself, uh, many times experience we experience that up and down. There's the high, there's the low, high, low. And... Um, We've got to be prepared for that. And I'm, I'm curious, you made it through uh, COVID. How did you do it, if you may be willing to tell us? How did you make it through? For sure. So the first thing that we did is we went into uh, the mindset that things were going to get exceptionally more competitive during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did is we increased our advertising and marketing. Um, we built new websites, we built, re-audited all our marketing, we started establishing our client relationships better, like making them better and stronger. Um, we really prepared for the worst was our mindset because I didn't expect, I expected it to be a lot worse, to be frank, um, because these types of times, um, they're never really good for businesses. So that that's what we did. And I think it it actually, it helped us a lot. Um, it, we also drastically cut our spending on major things, um, canceled anything we didn't need um, and ran lean, like ran very lean. I'm, I'm always a strong proponent of running very lean business and not having overheads that you don't need. Um, 
Yeah, so that's what we did, and I think it's been successful. And I think part of that has been successful throughout my career um, is maintaining those those strengths. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, I get the picture when you say that uh, during COVID is when you did what you had to do. And that mm -hmm. is why when we were out of COVID, you had uh, plenty of business, as you told us. So mm -hmm. to someone who's listening there who may be going through some challenges, when you're going through some challenges, you can always look on how to build up, what to correct, and uh, how to come out stronger for, from it than you have uh, been previ previously. And uh, mm -hmm. this is uh, what uh, Robert is telling us uh, when you're working for yourself. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it's neat too. Like, I think sometimes too, like you can find great opportunities in those moments, right? I, like, do you have experience with that? Like, I, I always feel sometimes too, like the challenges are what gives you the best opportunities to figure out things. Because I, I think like, without that time, I think there's a lot of things we wouldn't have discovered in our business that weren't as strong as they should be. So in some ways, I think it's, it's kind of to be thankful that you had that moment to be able to adjust and things like obviously, like, don't be thankful for something bad that happened in the world. But I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you, because uh, it's during uh, COVID that I wrote and published my first book. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I've had so many other people who came out with great things from the pandemic. I mean, they, 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 it's like a seed when you're buried. It's not a time to die. It's not mm -hmm. a time to rot. It's a time to uh, pull out your roots and uh, spring up from the soil once uh, the dark times are over. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's it's neat, too, because it it teaches you in times like this, too, that like we're not as safe as we think we are. Right. Like we're mm -hmm. we get it's easy to get stuck in that safety mentality of being like, I'll, I'll work this job that I don't like or I'll do this because it's safe. But the truth is, it's like you're not safe and you never were. So if you want to do something, you should do it because you don't know what's coming. Right. Yeah, sure. You never know what's coming. So for those of you who may be joining us now, we are talking to Robert Loudon. And uh, I have several people that I see who have been with us. We have Larry Kagombe. Um, and he has a question. Larry Kagombe is asking, while working for yourself, how do you maintain work-life balance? It's, uh, to be honest, it's very difficult. It's something I still struggle with. Um, I think like you try to just do what you can. If, if you like it, your job, it's easier to work long hours. Um, but it is hard. It is, it, it, to be honest, like it, it's one of the, my most difficult things that I struggle with. Um, we've been the last month, I've been 20 hour days, uh, numerous days. Um, but I, with the business, it's we try to take the time back when we have the time to do it, mm -hmm. um, to be rewarding. Um, you can set boundaries 
that's good. Like, I think like turn your phone off from after five and things like that are always good. But work-life balances, I mean, like, honestly, it's going to be different for everyone. And it is, it's a major, major thing when you run your business, run your own business, excuse me. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And uh, we also have God Save David, uh, who says, great conversation. Thank you very much. Uh, God Save Richard Matia says, excellent. Thank you. We also have John Kafuenaga, who is saying, uh, now he's referring to something that you told us before that you are in, with your family in your business and John says it becomes even more interesting when joined by the family in your travels. That's a good field, he says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, that's about it uh, with uh, Robert, who has been telling us some great things. Remember to go to his website, which is robertlowdown.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-L-O-W-D-O-N.com. And get to connect with him for anything related to his work or any inspiration that you may need to work for yourself. Thank you very much, Robert, for taking your time to be with us here at Now Tell Us. We are just about to sign off. And before we sign off, we always ask our guests to leave us with a few words that we will always remember. And this is your time. Now tell us. I would just say the biggest thing is to just try. <laughs> yeah. Try. A three-letter word. Yeah. Try. <laughs> yeah, that's to the one who's listening. Just try whatever comes to mind, whatever ideas you have. Don't just assume it. Just try. If you fail, rise up again and try again. Like Robert uh, dropped out of college, went again, dropped again, then went again, and got yeah. to live on. Just <laughs> keep on trying. Yeah. <laughs> says, says Robert. <laughs> so thank you very much. And um, that's about it. And uh, here is Anthony Morore, your host, together with, Rob, with Robert, and we are saying bye. Bye. Thanks bye. for having me. Bye. Yeah, we are glad that you are with us. Thank you.